Hello everyone, my name is Rafal and I would like to welcome you to my Headshot Photography podcast. In today's podcast, I would like to chat a little bit about few challenges that professional headshot photographers struggle the most. And I'm going to share some of my experiences, things which I had a trouble with and I had to somehow overcome some of those issues and challenges. And I think that would be nice to give you a little bit of, I would say, feedback and some kind of um, deeper understanding how some of those things work. And those are the things which, in my opinion, based on my experiences dealing with this industry for over a decade, what the photographers um, struggle with the most. So I come up with this little short list, what I was challenged the most and what was my biggest struggle over the last decade. And we're going to discuss them and we're going to kind of dive a little bit deeper how we can overcome them. So let me start with one of the biggest challenges photographers go through is the pricing. This is one of the most common question I've been receiving from so many hatchet photographers. How do I price my work? How I'm how we should approach this, how we should deal with this, um, what's my prices should be. And um, yeah, this is something where a lot of photographers just simply don't know how to deal with this. And they try to somehow come up with some kind of a recipe for pricing their work. And to be honest, there's no easy answer to this. There's no one kind of, okay, do this or do that. And this whole thing is going to work. Pricing is something that we need to work for this entire, I would say, career. And we have to somehow come up with some kind of system which will make work. And when it comes to the pricing, what I found, it's really difficult to give someone kind of straight advice because there's so many elements, so many different factors which are going to impact your prices. So saying like, oh, charge this amount of money, it's it's not an answer. Like we have to look much, much deeper into this whole thing and we need to somehow understand a lot of, lot of elements to put this whole thing together. But let's kind of stop for a second. And those are the things which... I just want to kind of overcome and that's what I had to somehow kind of, you know, make it work and understand the pricing a little bit better. So pricing, in my opinion, it's the some kind of value proposition for our work. You offering your client headshot session images and they kind of you putting value on this and, you know, the client either agree to this value and price or they don't agree. And I know sometimes when we put some prices and we don't getting we're not getting clients and nobody wants to basically use our services, we always think oh our prices are too high or there's something kind of doesn't work. So kind of expanding this a little bit, as I said, there's a lot of lot of um, those little factors which we have to look into it. So first of all Everything depends where we live. So if we're living in the big city, the price is going to be different. If we're living in a small city, of course, the price is going to be much different. Um, everything depends on the quality of our work. So if we have solid portfolio, we have fantastic images, of course, we can charge more. If we're starting off 
we're not sure about the quality of our work let's say that the, the images they don't have specific style or they don't meet those kind of like standards of course the price is going to be um, different also how we've built up our relationships with our clients this is also depends on the prices again what kind of packages we offer also depends on um, the price so as you probably can see there's so many different elements we have to kind of look after to understand what the prices should be and i think the best advice what i could give you is actually just break down all those little elements and try to understand the pricing from different perspective even look at what your competition is doing um, how much they charge um, and then just kind of try to understand what they offer and how they structure they their the their, their prices and you know the one thing just don't copy those things try to kind of implement some of those things into own kind of business and see how they work also try to work with the prices a little bit don't kind of set up certain prices and just hope for the best because i know some people saying oh if you're a photographer you should the first thing what you should do you should just triple your prices because we put so much work into this and but you know it's easy to say when let's say you're doing this on the side and if you're not going to get paid you're still going to make the payments you can pay mortgage you can pay all the bills you have then you know you can kind of play with this a little bit a different way but if you're running a business and you if you're not getting an income and you're not getting you know paid then you know like it, it's really easy to say you should we should char charge more but we also have to look from i would say practical perspective and from the kind of cash flow perspective because you know we have to make a living we have kids we have families we have mortgages we have loans we have bills to pay so that's why i think especially when you're running own business this is something which is extremely um, difficult so having said that um, the one thing what i want to kind of advise you and this is what i think is the best way to approach this try to structure your pricing the way that it's some kind of um ladder um structure so so basically if you let's say set up your prices you're creating some packages you you have some options for the client try to structure the way that you can still still can make extra money so give you an example for example let's say you have sitting fee 100 bucks and the client will get for example one image but give them the option if they like five images six images they're gonna get they have to pay extra but they're gonna get some discount so what i mean by that is try to structure the way that you know the prices kind of look um, affordable but if the client wants some extra services or want to spend more time with you or want to have extra looks or want to get some extra images they have to pay on the top of that and I found this way of structuring your prices is kind of the best way to make more money because let's say if the client wants one image and they don't need you know 10 images they want to spend 10 minutes with you and that's it offer that 
and then see, you know, how you can elevate that. And again, you know, some people are pretty good when it comes to selling. I'm, I'm not good. And I had to learn this from the scratch till today. I have, I have to say a little bit of challenge when it comes to selling my things. So, you know, that kind of helped me to get better um, prices and get better structure so I can make extra money. So don't limit your clients to like, hey, this is the package. If you pay this, this is what you get. This is what you're going to get. Try to kind of be more open-minded and just kind of create some kind of pricing system or levels where you can upsell um, some of your services. And I think this is the best way if you're not sure how much you should charge. And, you know, that's kind of going to help you to kind of elevate it, this whole thing. And also you can just, you know, see what works and what doesn't work. And then you can, you know, move out or just kind of take out some of those stuff and, you know, just, just, you know, put something else into the, the, that spot. So, and what I, what I mean by that is, let's say if you have some kind of packages, whatever, and, you know, you see there's some packages are best sellers and they sell well, you know, see how we can improve them. And, you know, the packages or, you know, upsells, which they didn't work, you know, try to remove them and try to replace them with something else. Also try to expand, you know, your, I would say services, you know, you can go to the client, client can comes to you. If you're going to the client, there's extra charge, you know, so, you know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of different things you can do in order to just kind of create again, that structure for your prices. So you're not kind of limited that, you know, my headshot session is a hundred dollars and that's it be again, try to create this, I would say, open system or open structure, which you can modify certain things and then you can upsell your clients with some different stuff. Sometimes they will say yes, sometimes they say no. But what I found, let's say another example, the client asks you to typical, let's say business, corporate headshot, gray background, that's all what they need. But I always offer them, hey, you know what? I'll do a couple shots with some kind of cinematic background. It's going to take me a few minutes. You know, you don't have to purchase those images. We're going to do them just for fun, just so you can take a look at them and see how they look. If you're going to like them, we can kind of go back to the conversation. But if you don't like it, don't worry about it. And I have to tell you that. I always sell something on the top of what the client comes in because you know, you can tell them, hey, look, you know, you can use this image for your social media platforms or for your website or for some personal stuff. And, you know, if they like the image and they like the quality and you can really nicely convince them that this image is going to bring them some value to whatever they do, or they can use that image for some additional stuff, you know, paying some 50, 100 bucks extra, sometimes it's not a big of a deal and, and they will fall for it. They will pay you and you can really start making some additional money for your services. So that would be my kind of approach to, to pricing. And I know those things take time. You need to play with things. You need to see what works, what doesn't work. But try to create this kind of, and this is the way I see it, it's some kind of game which you have to play in. Um, and, you know, don't 
be afraid to change things and adjust things and then you just see what works, what doesn't work. And you're going to be surprised that, you know, if you start really playing with this, you will see different results. And that's what I think what you would, it's fascinating, but at the same time, it's make this whole thing more exciting. And I think it's becoming for us more a kind of you can approach this on much nicer way. It's not something that you are fighting with and struggle and, and you just kind of worry about this. As soon as you start playing with this, I found it's more kind of, you look at this whole thing from different perspective and it's not as scary as it looks like, but you know, you, we have to kind of jump into this and then, you know, as every game we try to play the best game we can possibly do. Okay, so that's when it comes to the pricing. The next challenge, what I found was dealing with difficult clients. And I know, especially at the beginning, sometimes we really getting frustrated, emotions flying high, but we need to learn to deal with this also on the way that we're not gonna burn bridges and we're not gonna kind of kill some clients which might be you know coming back to us and i know when it comes to headset photography and photography in general you know we take things quiet personally if someone says hey i don't like those images you automatically think that they're going against you and they really they're trying to kind of i don't know just ruin you know your life and then you know your ego is just hurt and and then we just you know we don't want to deal with these people but we need to somehow kind of do step back and just remove the emotions from you know this entire situation and i know it's difficult i know it's hard sometimes but the one kind of advice i would like to share with you and this is also how i approach some of those situations is the fact that i'm always put things on hold so if I get the email which someone is pissed off or is angry or doesn't like something and I, I feel that my stress level is going straight to the roof, I'm giving myself 24 hours to calm down and just kind of look at the situation from kind of different perspective when I can control my emotions, my ego is kind of um, under control and um, just try to kind of come to the problem from the reasonable kind of approach and way. So sometimes it's not even about us. And I've been sharing this story for decades. I had this client years ago and everything went well. The photo shoot was great. She likes the images. I showed them some shots throughout the photo shoot. And, you know, the next day I send out those images for the review and I got this nasty, nasty email saying that she hates those images. She looks awful all those things that I was just like, okay, I have no even no idea what's going on here. Cause you know, I had completely different impression um, during the photo shoot. Now it's completely different story. And the way I approach this, and again, I've learned this from some books that, you know, again, emotions have to be out of the whole thing. And I phoned them up and I said, Hey, you know what? The thing, what we can do show those images to your family, to your friends. And if there's anybody who kind of supports your kind of, um you know, way of you see those images and they agree with you that those images are awful or bad, then I will reshoot it or I will give you money back or we will come up with some kind of solution. And it happened on Friday and um, basically 
few days later, I've received this amazing email that she loves those images. Everything is fantastic. She showed those images to pretty much their friends and family and everyone said like they're fantastic. They're great. And when we start kind of talking afterwards, she said to me, hey, I'm going for the divorce. I have some financial issues. I'm starting a new job. And then there's all sorts of stressful things happening to that person that when she saw herself, she kind of not even look at those images that from kind of like, a I don't know, my perspective, she was looking at, you know, she's a failure and she was just blaming pretty much herself for 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 the way she looks but i think she was associating everything with her life so it was not even about the images it was about what's happening in her life and that's why how she kind of react to those images so you know if i would pretty much just jump on this and start to be kind of aggressive we would never solve this problem this way we probably kind of got head to head and we would be just fighting and who knows how this whole situations would how this whole thing would end but because I took the step back and I tried to calm down and kind of gave her some kind of solution to you know kind of look at those images from different perspective all of a sudden she she didn't admit it like you know that she kind of well she told me she didn't like those images but I as I said it was more about her but as soon as people from her circle started assuring her that you know those images great she started believing in herself and this whole thing have changed drastically when it comes to you know looking at this whole thing so as i said sometimes dealing with the clients it's not about our work it's not about us it's about them and about what's going on with her life with their life what's how the mental state they are in uh, what kind of issues they're dealing with. And I think that's 99%, that's the problem. We can produce some fantastic work, but if the person has some kind of issues, this whole thing might completely and drastically change how they're going to look at those images. And let's be honest, headshot photography is something extremely personal. You're exposing the person, they look at themselves, and... And then, you know, there's a lot of, lot of truths coming out and that's what they have to deal with. And I also found that a lot of people, they have to digest those images because as I said, you know, they're getting older, they have issues, they have some challenges in their life, they have some problems. And when they see at themselves, all of a sudden, this whole thing is just kind of at the front of them. And, you know, some people have a difficult time to deal with. So... Don't take things personally. As I said, try to calm down. Talk to the person. Don't email or send text messages is another kind of uh, little tip because people read the stuff what they want to read. You can put the best email ever and they can just pick up certain sentences or certain words and, and they can just twist them the way they want it or interpret them the way they want and this whole thing turns into disaster. I found especially when it comes to dealing with challenging clients, we need to have some kind of personal communication and face-to-face -face or over the phone where they can hear you, where we, we can discuss stuff. And I can tell you, I had situations where I spending hours, hours with the client and try to go through some of the details. This is something that, yeah, it was challenging, but also I could always found and find some kind of solution, some kind of 
common ground where we could get some kind of agreement. So this is the kind of advice and tip what I would like to share with you. Okay, there's two more. I know I've been yapping for 20 minutes, but bear with me. The next one is going to be quick. I think the next one I want to talk about is the lighting setup. I'm not going to spend too much time. This is another thing what people always ask me about the lighting setups that is challenging for them. And, you know, the one advice what I would like to kind of give it to you, there's a lot of, lot of types of lighting setups. There is different strobes. There is different, you know, speed lights. There is constant light. There's endless, I would say, ways of shooting your headshots and lighting them. And everyone, I think, has to find some kind of own recipe you know what stuff you like what kind of lighting works best for you for your style so quickly i shoot two types of lighting it's rembrandt lighting because i think it's kind of dimensional and it's kind of nice because it has some kind of this dramatic look to it and i like that and also sometimes i shoot clumshell lighting and that's it and Again, the best way is to test it, see what works best for you, try everything. When it comes to, again, I'm going to go back to my lighting for a second. You know exactly what I'm doing. You can, you can go to my Instagram, to my Facebook, to my YouTube. I'm talking about this for decades and it doesn't change. The same lighting over and over again for many, many years. But at the same time, you have to find what works best for you. So if you find some images which kind of fits your style, fit your taste, this is something which attracts you. This is something which you want to do. I found these days, you know, photographers, they have much, much easier to share those informations with you or they can post some stuff how they light their headshots. And I'm sure if you approach them and say, hey, look, I really like your lighting. Can you um, share with you some of the, share with me some of these informations? Um, I would really appreciate it. I'm sure most photographers would share those stuff with you. That shouldn't be a problem, especially these days where everybody else doing it. Um, but you have to, again, find your own style. See what lighting works best for you. Test things I think the best way is to creating some kind of free photo shoots and we've talked about it before where you can pretty much just take someone and put it in the front of you and try to set up some different type of lightings and see what works best for you but having said that you have to also understand that sometimes lighting is not everything because as I said many many times I'm sure you guys heard that before it's whole process the lighting is one element, but then also we have different cameras, lenses. And that's going to lead me to the next one, which is retouching. And the reason I'm kind of jumping onto this is this is another one of the biggest struggles photographers have to deal with. And I remember when I started my hatchet photography career, retouching was something that I kind of have a really hard time to deal with. I didn't know I should outsource my stuff. I should retouch my images. Outsourcing was extremely expensive, especially for those retouchers who, you know, did the job or they provide the service, which I really like. I couldn't afford those. 
as everything else, you know, if something is good quality, you have to pay for it. And sometimes clients, they don't want to pay it. So for me, retouching, I said to myself, I want to learn this stuff. I want to um, somehow possess those skills so I can provide my style of retouching. And I think the biggest challenge is that you cannot really learn retouching overnight. This process takes a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of struggles, a lot of, you know, failed images, which, you know, you retouch and they look like garbage. So you have to be extremely patient with this. You have to dedicate your time. You have to retouch. You have to learn. The great thing is that nowadays we have all sorts of different resources. There is free courses. There's paid courses. People share this stuff back and forth. So you can really get the full understanding how this whole thing works. The one thing what you have to do is just to dedicate it and put time into it to learn that properly and kind of train your eye to see things the way that you're able to retouch your images. And I know a lot of photographers, they focus on equipment, they focus on lighting, but whenever, you know, there's discussion about retouching, they just, you know, they don't know how to even deal with this because they have a hard time to learn that. And I know there are some photographers out there who pretty much, you know, they kind of, trying trying to kind of push it that we don't really need retouching like i know that but we're living in the era where retouching is pretty much mandatory there's no way escaping from this but because they have to learn this and it takes a lot of time to learn that that's why they they, they try to avoid it at all cost because they don't want to spend hours and hours in the front of the computer and I have to tell you, I struggled with this as well for many, many years. It took me, I think, two, three years till I started really seeing some progress and I was happy with my images. And again, I know there are people who love shooting, who love, you know, organizing things. And then, you know, they like to say the business part. But when it comes to the retouching, they hate spending hours and hours, you know, staring at their computer. So you have to have some kind of... Um, I would say love relationship with that. I really love retouching. For me, it's something that I really enjoy. I kind of get into this kind of zone where I can really kind of focus on the image and kind of play with it. And 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 it's kind of kind of like I don't know how I can even explain it. It's 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 a pleasure experience. I know this is the right wording for that, but I have a pleasure with retouching my images. And I know it's again I, I i don't know it's a good comparison but let's let's compare this to running if you don't run much and then you go for some long run like it's not nice experience like you're struggling you're out of breath your legs hurts but when you learn how to do it properly and and you can handle it, you can control it it's completely different story like you really enjoy running when you kind of can do this effortlessly and um, you can really kind of have fun with it. So I think the same when it, I think you can apply this the same to retouching. If you enjoy it and you kind of overcome this pain and this struggle and things don't work, then it, it's much different experience. And I know, again, a lot of photographers struggle with this big time. I've been getting a lot of messages and a lot of 
um, emails and then people, you know, they want to learn this quickly and then they want to be kind of experts in this. But it's uh, this is something that, again, takes time and you need to be extremely patient. But I can tell you if you're patient and you are on the right track and then you just keep pushing through, I can tell you, you will learn that. This is not something that you have to be talented or you have to have some, I don't know, magical skills or this is something that, you know, it's, you can't learn. You can. I was completely blind when I started retouching. I, I have to tell you, like, if you see my first images, even when I look at them right now, just like, okay, I had no idea how I could even retouch those images that way. It was horrible. But again, with the patience, with with time, with, with you know, trying to new things and then some kind of persistence and then kind of, I had to really, really dedicate it a lot of, lot of us again time. And now also computers got better. Um, the, the, like everything kind of is better and easier. So you can learn this stuff fairly quick. And you can really kind of push this, you know, in the right direction fairly easily. It's it's not as hard. Okay, I've been yapping for a long time. Thank you for listening. I hope that it was um, interesting. And um, yeah, I, I hope that kind of gave you some new perspective on new things and it's going to help you with some of those challenges. I know we're all going for them. So this is something that hopefully will give you some new perspective and maybe will save you at some point because I know especially with those difficult clients I've done some big mistakes I don't want to talk about them but I, I I deeply believe that you know the more we even listening stuff like that next time we're going to have this kind of pause or break and like okay you know what I can handle this completely different way anyways thank you for listening I hope that again that was interesting Stay tuned. And if you guys have any questions, anything you would like to add to this, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to, you know, discuss this further um, as always. So have a fantastic week. Stay tuned and I'll chat with you guys in the next few days. Bye bye.